2: Yo! What's going on, everybody? This is BJM Radio, episode number 340. I've just arrived home a little while ago, and Brandon has as well, after the Eagles put a spanking on the Browns in their second of two joint practices this week. This is... Did I say it's episode 340? Well, it is. It's episode number 340. Uh, I, like I said, I'm Jimmy Kemsky He's Brandon Gautin. Brandon, before we get into the
1: spankathon. Uh, where can we find the finest meat snacks in the land? What a term. Let's everybody, all of us collectively go to com and use discount code BGN20 for 20% off your order. That discount code is usually BGN15 for 15 off. So take advantage of the limited time only special offer BGN20 for 20% off your order. And this is something the listeners do. It's only we just say this and no one actually does it. We saw our good friend, rich Bobby at Eagles training camp practice. I've always dubbed him as an all time listener, all time supporter. So shout out to our good friend, rich Bobby. And he, in fact, Jimmy, as you can attest to had a righteous felon craft jerky packet in his hand. I believe it was the, uh, the OG hickory if I'm not mistaken. So it's a great snack. Uh, you can bring it to Eagles training camp if you're somehow fortunate enough to get, the you know, access to there or anywhere. And uh, yeah, you won't regret it. Write to sell them.com. Discount code BGN20 for 20% off your order. All right. Who wants, who's first, me or you? I'll go first. Uh, I mean, you kind of already mentioned it, but Eagles beat the Browns today. <laughs> I thought Monday's practice, if you had to translate it to like a final score in a real game, which isn't, you know, that simple but it was something of like the Browns pull out to a 21 to 10 lead. And then the Eagles kind of close the gap. It ultimately ends up being like a 27 to 23 kind of game where the Browns uh, edge them out ultimately. And today I thought it was a little bit close at the beginning. And then the Eagles just pulled away and they were the dominant team. And whereas the Browns had more juice from the jump on Monday the Eagles clearly were trying to set the tone in this practice and prove that they were indeed the dominant team, and it was their home turf at the care Complex, and they were playing well. They looked pretty sharp for the most part, and anytime they did have a, a great play, a big score, an interception, whatever, and there were a number of those, uh, they celebrated them accordingly. Reed chip today was awesome, so uh, he made three.
2: Uh, really impressive. Pl- well, one was okay, but the other two were really impressive plays. So during 11 on 11s, this was the, this is going to be spoiler, this is going to be my play of the day. Um, not necessarily made by Reed, but just uh, a lot of different components here. Um, Zach Cunningham had a pass breakup. The ball uh, w- fell into the the arms of Blanket Chip, who then returned uh, the interception. And on his interception return, Sidney Brown mm. absolutely lit up uh Brown's running back Demetric Felton and a lot of Browns players did you know did not like that. Um so a f- big fight broke out. I couldn't see exactly what happened in the fight, but it was a big pile up and um you know they took a, a exception to Sidney Brown's block. But there just three three things happened on that play with the pass breakup by Zach Cunningham. You and I have sort of mentioned in the last couple podcasts that he's looked um good in pa- in uh and in, in coverage. And um, Reed Blankenship, as he's been all throughout camp, just in the right place. And the ball finds him. He gets an interception. And then Sidney Brown, just the physicality that he plays with. uh, I think he's going to be a fun player to watch over time. Blankenship's second big play that he made was uh, on a run play near the goal line. Nick Chubb handoff. There was a hole. Chubb was running through it. Blankenship hit it from, from the other side. And boom. Chubb stopped, like st- stopped in his tracks. And then, you know, they didn't finish the tackle to the ground or anything like that. But a uh, physical play by re and chip uh, on a run play. And then late in practice during the scrimmage portion, by scrimmage portion, I mean like, so like during 11 on 11s, the, you know, the Eagles offense versus the Browns defense on one field. Browns offense, Eagles defense on the other field. During the scrimmage portion, there's just one, you know, one, basically there's just, there's just one field that they're playing on. Um, And, you know, everyone else uh, on each team watching from the sideline. Blankenship jumped in front of a pass intended for uh, Browns tight end, Jordan Aikens, another interception. um, And you had mentioned the the celebrations. There was a raucous celebration after the Reed uh, Blankenship interception in the red zone there. So great day for Reed Blankenship. Um, Not only has he, you know, was was he basically a starter from from day 1 of camp uh until now just because the team trusts him but he's also made a lot of plays uh, in addition to just being a smart player who was always in the right spot he he is potent- he has the potential to make a big leap from year 1 to year 2 even after playing well as a rookie
1: i also thought reed had a pass breakup to David Njoku today that he got flagged for by the refs, but I thought that was kind of a BS flag. Oh, yes.
2: Yeah. He kind of face guarded him a little bit, Mm -hmm. but he didn't touch him. I thought that play was totally fine. And he complained after that play too, which you don't see him do very often. So I think he, I think he thought that he didn't do anything wrong. And I, I tend to agree. And I think
1: the rest of the practice bears that out that he deserves the benefit of doubt here. It's not (laughs) like he's like a guy who isn't good and he, you know, uh, is, is getting a, finally a good play through illegal help. I mean, he was balling out in practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Reed Blankenship was awesome. I mean, we already knew he was going to be a starting safety, especially when the Eagles rested him and kind of confirmed it against the Ravens in the first preseason game. But it's, it's not only that he's a starting safety. Like, that's locked in. We know that. Now it's a question of, like, how good can he be? Can he be, you know, like... I mean, Pro Bowler is obviously a high bar going into your second year, but can he reach that level? I mean, I don't think that ceiling is unrealistic for him. There's a long way to go to get to that point. But I think you're talking about... Like not just a Marcus Epps player who I think is, you know, a quality starting safety for you, but someone who might be just had nothing in the way of splash plays. Sure. But uh, but my Reblankenship might be like, you know, not just a a got like a a nice starter, but like a really good starter, like a high quality starter. So um, we're seeing playmaking out of him. That's great to see. It's um, it's pretty encouraging, especially for an Eagles safety spot that people thought was bereft of any talent or playmaking ability. And you know, going from not having Chauncey Gardner Johnson anymore to you know maybe Reed Blankenship picks up some of the slack there in the playmaking department. That's certainly an encouraging sign for the Eagles defense. I'm gonna go with someone who I praised on Monday. Also thought he stood out again on Tuesday. Fonte Smith's really good, man. I don't think the Browns had a single answer for him. I, I don't think they've had an answer for him in these two practices. Like, I know, I'm not saying every pass that's gone his way has been completed. Again, I, but I think the ones that haven't been have been more about the, the ball getting to him. There being an issue in that regard than him not making a play or him being well defended. I mean, there was a play today in, in the end zone, and we should note that a lot of it was red zone work today, where he just got wide open and still a really sharp route um so he was basically was that
2: a corner out i have that as a corner out in my notes but I, I wasn't i didn't see the beginning part of that route it did
1: seem like it but um i didn't see for sure so um uh yeah but he just looked dominant i mean but he, he got he got wide open on that particular play. i mean i could have thrown it to him he just makes but that like that's that's a skill in terms of he just makes it easy sometimes on the quarterback he just gets so open he yeah. creates separation um yeah so he looked uh sorry uh-huh uh he looked awesome and um, uh, I lost my train of thought for a sec. Can you pick it up? Well, I, I'll keep it with the receivers
2: too. I mean, AJ Brown had a great play today too. Like he caught a deep ball, actually for the second straight day over Martin Emerson. Um little subtle push off at the at you know at the end as the ball was come, was incoming, which he, you know that's just just what he does. It <laughs> doesn't get called for it. Uh, created just enough separation to make, you know, a really clean catch for a touchdown. Um after the touchdown, took the ball and kind of threw it at, <laughs> at Emerson's feet, which uh Emerson didn't like. Mm. Greg Newsom uh was also on the another Browns corner was also on the field. He didn't appreciate that. Those two guys ha- kind of had words with uh with uh with with you know, AJ Brown, which AJ Brown sort of seemed to think was funny. <laughs> so like uh not only did the Eagles sort of dominate the Browns, um you know, on the field, but
1: kind of had some laughs at their expense uh, on the day as well. That was not unintentional. I believe they were trying to humiliate, humiliate them. And again, whenever they made like a big touchdown or interception or whatever, like the whole team and the whole unit like celebrated and almost like, very demonstratively. I'm not going to say obnoxiously. Yeah. They deserve to celebrate. I'm not trying to say it's a put down, but it felt very intentional, especially after the Browns were coming in doing that. It was like they were trying to, you know, like almost mock the Browns celebrations from Monday. Um, yeah. Yeah. Devontae looked awesome. He's unguardable. After practice, Slay was talking and he said something to the effect I need to go back and look at the exact quote because I just heard it in the moment. But it was something like, you know, he thinks Devontae could be considered the best receiver in the NFL and not too long. Like, like, and, you know, that's like Slay obviously is, you know, he likes Devontae, likes to gas up his teammate. But that's still high praise. And for as much as I have, you know, some issues with Slay, he's obviously an established, well, well-respected player. For him to say something like that, I don't think he's just saying that as fluff. Like he I think he means that. I mean, he, when he says that, he thinks like Devontae has that kind of ability. And I also think it's not insane it's 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 tough from a standpoint of there's so many other good receivers really high level receivers like a Justin Jefferson elsewhere in the league and obviously AJ Brown on his own team but I mean again you look at the, the ceiling for Devonte Smith like I wouldn't put one on him because he wants he wants it really bad and he's only going to continue to get better um and uh yeah so he was awesome if you look at his career in at Alabama by the way you go from like his
2: freshman to sophomore to junior to senior years his production increased substantially every year uh, until like, you know, obviously he had that insane year, his Heisman Trophy year uh, in his senior year, but he got better every single season. And so far, so good on that front in the NFL. Like he had a a really nice rookie year, and then he took his game to another level uh, in his second year and could very well do it again in year three. Um, So he kind of has had upward trajectories throughout his college and pro career so far, and there's no
1: reason to believe that won't continue. Um, what else has gone on? How about Josh Job, who had an interception? Yes, he got in on the interception part. He was off of Josh Job, dot Josh Dobbs, he got Josh on Josh crime there, but still, um, credit to Josh Job for making plays. I think he's done that throughout training camp. In terms of, I don't, has he had another interception? I don't remember many. He's had a ton of pass breakups but, yeah. and he's been, and he's had good
2: coverage on guys. I can't recall if he had any picks, he had but at least one dropped
1: pick, but, um, uh, speaking of Slay, but he's he's like he's he's on the team. He's a lock. Josh Job is definitely he's not making on the team. A, I don't think like, a lock. He's he's like the top backup corner. I think he's a lock to be the top backup yeah. corner behind uh Slay yeah. and Bradbury on the outside. it would be McPherson on the inside. But if you, you need someone on the outside, it's Job and Slay. Kind of somewhat jokingly made fun of him after practice. Said he is like the worst hands from the TV room. <laughs> but I mean, he didn't today. He made a really nice catch. And that was good to see. I definitely think that, um, you know, his stock has been rising. He had a good practice at the end of last week. You know, it's crazy, Jimmy, that, you know, we, we've talked about how, keep it simple, Howie. Just draft the players from Alabama and Georgia, and you know, the, the, <laughs> right. the, the best schools. I mean, that's the, kind of what the Eagles have done in undrafted free agency here with Josh Job, Al- Alabama. Eli yeah. Ricks, Eli Alabama. Ricks. Yeah. Mario Goodrich yeah. played for Clemson. Like, you know, like, yeah. you know, maybe, yeah, uh, M- M- Mekhi Gardner who's done some things. LSU, like, you know, these are some some good. Reed Blankenship, Middle Tennessee State. That's right. A, another powerhouse <laughs> to throw in. Jim <laughs> McCore for Benedictine College, you know, just like the, the heavy <laughs> yeah. hitters here. Uh, but all jokes aside, <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe that's, I mean, not maybe. I mean, that's, yeah, something I think worthwhile to do. It's kind of crazy to me when you look at the profile of those guys, like how does, how do those guys not get drafted? Like, even if you think they're not great, they played for Alabama. If they're playing for Alabama, like, I don't know, maybe there's a chance they could be good. Maybe they're worth drafting, but whatever. The Eagles have him, and we don't know who's exactly going to shake out with those guys. They're not all going to make the team. Um, But Job Job definitely will, as we said. Uh, So it was another good practice for him. Jalen Carter had a highlight reel rush today.
2: (laughs) I mean, he's going up against Joel Batonio, who... He's he's actually been to the Pro Bowl each of the last five seasons. Yep. Just put that guy on his ass, and I don't know if Petonio tripped or like got his foot stepped on or something, but I don't care. Like yep. <laughs> like Jalen Carter was physically dominant on that play from from the start of the rep to the end, and like dude, he can play. Like there's zero question mm-hmm. that he has extreme talent, and he's got a chance to to be in, potentially impactful as a rookie. Like I I've been kind of slow to um praise him you know pr- over praise him over praise him uh early on here but it's becoming it's becoming pretty clear that just with how talented he is it'll be almost impossible for him not to
1: you know make some kind of impact as a rookie you talked about five pro bowls for joel Betonio. i mean he's first team all pro the last two years like how oh, was he okay yeah that's and then he was second team all pro i think three other times like this is a, a really great player here and again, yeah, even if he tripped whatever, like I how many guys made him look silly. How many guys are doing that to Joel Batonio, Just pushing him <laughs> right onto his back. Like and that's also something about Jalen Carter that's not just like a, a fluke or something. Like he's known for being strong. Like that's what Jason Kelsey and other players have talked to about him. And you saw it on uh you've seen it in different reps, different moments, but in the Eagles preseason game the other night, just his strength with that punch, like he's just He's very forceful. You're not, yeah. you're not blocking him very easily. If you do, if you do stand him up, it's not without uh, massive effort. In the way earlier in camp, there was that one rep in one on ones with Brett Toth, where he just like drove him all the way back. Like he is just, he is incredibly powerful. I was trying to look up here how much Joel Betonio weighs. He has to be one of the bigger players on our team. Yeah, he's six four three twenty. He's like this. Yeah, he's a big dude. He walked right by me, uh, yesterday in practice, and I was like, "Who's that?" And I, and I saw his back. Oh, it's Joel Batonia. The only players in on the Browns <laughs> yeah, a... who are bigger are Dalvin Tomlinson, three twenty five. Uh, he's a big boy. Sakia Ika at three fifty eight, and then our um, pre-draft favorite Dewan Jones, who's you know massive, three seventy five. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh. So yeah, I mean, a huge dude, Jalen Carter just <laughs> like punks him. It's crazy to see. Um, I thought the defensive line as a whole played well or there were standout moments josh sweat i think had multiple sacks including like a strip sack at one point yeah um who else on the defensive line
2: moro ojimo had a i thought he had a good game against um the ravens the ravens in the first preseason game but he was disruptive today too um there was a run play where he just straight-armed a guy with one arm Mm -hmm. i don't know who the offensive lineman was on the play but he just straight-armed him with one arm held him at bay created a big log jam and with his free arm helped make the tackle too. So like, he's a guy that's kind of like country strong. I think he might be a steal in from the seventh round as well. Yeah.
1: I like our guy Mojo. I'm um, looking at my notes elsewhere here. Eagles kept experimenting with that James Bradbury in the slot. Look, which I think is yes. interesting. Yep. Um, I don't know how much of that is matchup specific and maybe they like him in. Uh, we talked about that a little bit on Monday, and not doing that. You know what else might be like? We, we equated that to tight ends. Yeah.
2: But I think what's also kind of happening league wide too is a lot of teams are putting their putting big receivers in the slot. Cowboys do it with CD Lamb. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, yeah. There, I mean, there are a lot of teams that put like their best receiver in the slot mm-hmm. sometimes, but also like they, they have more dedicated like big receivers uh, that that they're lining up in the slot to take advantage of you know, the teams that have smaller slot corners. So I think maybe this is a way that the Eagles can kind of offset that by playing him, not just in the slot to potentially cover tight ends, but the bigger receivers on the inside too.
1: Also saw Zach McPherson working on the outside sometimes mm-hmm. uh, with Mario Goodrich playing the slot. So kind of giving him some reps both uh, on the outside and the inside. Um, looking at my notes uh, here. Otherwise there was another thing I wanted to get to. Oh, Marcus Mariota. I thought I had some good throws, had some, Bad misses too. Beauty to uh, Tyree Cleveland. But that's who I wanted to get to. Yeah, uh, Tyree Cleveland. Does Tyree Cleveland make the team, Jimmy? I need to
2: see more. But, but could he make the team? He he made some plays against the Ravens, and then well, today he had the he. I mean, so there were three raucous celebrations by the Eagles on the day. Mm-hmm. One was the Reed pick. One was the Josh Joe pick, and then the the other one was on the deep ball to from Mariota to to Tyree Cleveland. Yep. I thought that was actually the biggest celebration of the day. I agree. When Tyree Cleveland had that, had that. I catch. Mean, Tyree Cleveland like, threw and then, the ball uh, up in
1: the air. The whole second team ran down to him. <laughs> and
2: then on the ensuing uh, two point conversion, uh, they ran a sprint out to the right yes. with Mariota and he hit Cleveland uh, for the two point conversion. So Cleveland had uh, eight points yeah. uh, on that little series. But yeah, I mean, he's made enough, he's made a decent number of plays. And like you said, like he's not some like jabroni mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, like didn't do anything in college, or you know, he goes. He's a drafted player, so uh, and, he, and he's actually played in some NFL games. I don't think it'd be crazy for him to make the team. I, I like I said, I still need to see a little more. I think in you know one of these next two preseason games uh, against the Colts and against the Browns, um, and he's got a chance because he's getting a lot of playing time. I imagine because uh, you know they're not going to play AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, so he's going to be on the field. And yeah, maybe he does. Like I thought, the guy was kind of. I thought the guy that that was really likely to uh, make the roster if they kept six was Joseph Ngata,
1: but I think that Tyree Cleveland has kind of jumped ahead of him here. I agree with that, and uh, I mean, special teams is you know certainly going to be a factor for those bottom of the roster spots, and I would say Cleveland has the edge there in Ngata, in just terms of like you know, Cleveland's been around the league, and he's played that role a little bit more than Mm -hmm. Ngata has. has, Mangata has more to prove, I guess I should say, is the way to phrase it. And um, And Cleveland probably has more speed than him too, which you're looking for on special teams. Fair to say. And also, um, uh, Cleveland was, isn't it funny, by the way, real quick to stop down on, Eagles have a wide receiver named Cleveland, last name Cleveland, another one. Last name Brown, I mean, and they both play the same position (laughs) and they're going up against the Browns in practice. It's a little funny, but it's amazing. The point, the real point I wanted to make here is Tyree Cleveland overlapped with Brian Johnson at Florida. You know, that's where he went to college and Johnson was his offensive coordinator for a little bit there. So not like saying it's the only factor. Uh, I've previously brought up that Matt Russell, who is like an assistant GM title um, with the Eagles has a, a high ranking. I think that's his title. High ranking position. Formerly the Broncos VP of player personnel. He also was overlap with Tyree Cleveland in Denver. So there's been some, there's some connections to both the coaching staff and the front office that could also, you know, work in his favor when it comes down to uh, you know, tough conversations, roster crunch. Yeah, I would, I would not say he's in as of this moment today as we're recording the podcast, but he's approaching it. I think if he continues to ball out in the preseason here and put together some more practices, this could be a situation where sometimes guys don't necessarily jump out early in camp, but really come on strong late. And I think he might be doing that here. Okay. I got one negative note. Hmm. So <laughs> Dennis Kelly, hmm. it's, been, it's been rough.
2: One-on-ones, he got just dusted Tough. On, on an inside move by who? Lonnie Phelps. Ooh. Well, was, Lonnie, in fairness, Lonnie was, Phelps is was, really
1: good.
2: <laughs> 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 he got dusted by a guy wearing the number 63. Hmm. So I like, guess it's, it's not a good look. Tough. Just looked like he had, his, he had his feet in cinder blocks. And I, I just don't think he's looked very good, wow. generally speaking. Um,
1: I kind of had him as a guy that was going to make the 53, and I'm not so sure about that. I think they might do what you've been saying in terms of they could just, you know, cut him. He's not in the week one roster. They could bring him back at a later date, especially if injuries are a factor, yeah. or might just be able to keep him on the practice squad. And I think he would be a good practice squad player to have in terms of someone you would could elevate in a, in a pinch. Mm-hmm. and. I thought he looked better on early in camp. I've seen him had some good reps, but uh, lately, yeah, I would agree he has not looked as good. He has struggled more. I mean, he shouldn't have changed to 79. He had a really good tackle number in 72, and then he changed to 79, which... It, it, it all went downhill when he put on 70. was worn originally by Chim. Yes. Chim
2: just got wrecked every yeah. day. And Why would you do that? Dennis Kelly switched to 79, and... And it's just been downhill from him from there. Don't wear 79. Bring
1: back Tim. Put him in 72. No, no, no offense to Todd Harrimans, yeah, I mean, who is the GOAT in 79. Yeah, I mean, it has worked in the past, but more recently it's been more of a guard number with um, Brandon <laughs> Brooks and uh, who else is wearing Oh, Brandon Brooks, too. Is a good and, one. Yeah, yeah I, Harriman's I don't know why my, my mind went to Todd Harriman's instead of Brandon Brooks. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're both good players in both different ways. Players. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, anything else that you have here? No, I think that's it.
2: Um, you know, oh, I guess one more thing. There was one other near fight between Thomas Greeny, mm. I think Greeny. I don't know. Whatever who cares. Browns backup tight end. And guess who? Derek Barnett. Derek Barnett. <laughs> Little uh, post whistle. Mm. Uh, didn't escalate much, but they got into a shoving match. Flags were thrown, mm. so he did get another personal foul penalty. This probably would have been like of the of the offsetting variety but come on man like (laughs) like i and i enjoy like the 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 physical nature of uh these practices and uh I, i enjoy chippiness but when it's the same guy over and over and over again and the guy like that is very clearly has a reputation for this around the league I don't want
1: to see that out of him specifically. Everyone else, fine, but not him. And also isn't, like, making plays to to offset the, the negative stuff. Yeah. And also isn't, like, the emotional leader of the team. You know, like like P.J. Tucker, you know, for the Sixers, let's say. Um, maybe not the best one-to-one. But, you know, a guy who, like, kind of is the stir-it-up guy a little bit and get everyone else going, like, <laughs> yeah. a little, give the team a little bit of an edge. Like, that's not Derek Brennan's role. That's not what he's doing here. He's not, like... He's um, actually very quiet. Yes. So... Uh, yeah, no, there's no good reason for it to happen. I guess my last thing is I thought Hertz had his best practice in a little bit here today. Had a lot yeah, of good throws. I, I agree. Started yeah. out slow with a couple overthrows uh, off target. But a- after that, he really started cooking. Had some good connection with with Devontae, as we mentioned. Um, had a nice deep pass, deep-ish, 25 yards or so to A.J. Brown after he had rolled left, threw back right. Placed the ball high enough where A.J. Brown could catch it, even though uh, Martin Emerson was face guarding him. Uh, which I think you had mentioned in terms of that celebration earlier. So yeah, I thought Hertz looked good overall. And honestly, I expected him to have a good day as soon as he was wearing those Jordans um, with the, the the red. I don't know. I forget the name of the model. I'm not good with that stuff. Sorry. I'm not a sneakerhead in that regard. That's
2: a, that's a, that's an ESP. Yeah. Uh,
1: I like shoes. Don't get me wrong, but that's ESP's beat. I don't like know them I don't like shoes enough to like know the names of them as much as I just think like, Oh, that's a really cool shoe. And same. These are really cool shoes where uh, you can just look at the picture that I have on my timeline at Brandon Gowton or in my practice notes on booting But like a cool choice by Jalen hurts too, because you know, you wouldn't think red usually makes sense for an Eagles quarterback, but you know, when they have the practice Jersey on, they're wearing the red, so it actually matches anyway. So that's pretty, oh, it's right, a pretty yeah, good yeah. practice move. But once I saw him wearing those, I was like, he's going to have a good practice. The Eagles are going to win this practice. Today. But that's <laughs> like, that sounds like kind of like, you know, <laughs> it's kind of silly and it is but also Dion hey, hey, it's deon look good feel good feel there, good play good there was something nah. i think there was something to it i think that was like look yeah like this is th- there's something to the swagger it's like hey we're gonna look good we're gonna have a great practice and that's what it's gonna be so uh i definitely did feel like they were gonna do well after i saw that Okay, I do have one more thing. Hassan
2: Raddick missed practice yes. today with a thumb injury. So did uh. And Landon uh, T- Dickerson. Tim McMahon has put something out on Twitter there. You know, after the practice is over, I think it was after the practice is over, saying that you can be out for a little bit, but you know, n- no threat for him to be, um, you know, unavailable for week
1: one. But you know, but it, but it does appear like it's not like
2: going to be like a one or two
1: day thing, mm-hmm. which is fine. I mean, put him in bubble wrap. Don't need to see Hassan Radek yeah. really until week one. Uh, or the week leading up to it or so so yeah not too worried about that Landon Dickerson also missed practice after leaving early on Mm -hmm. Monday but um senses that he should be fine he's a foot it was a foot thing he didn't seem to be walking like I didn't see him limping at all when he walked off the field on Monday and then afterwards so I think he'll be back soon um Patrick he's fine Patrick Johnson has missed like six practices or so now but the Eagles insist that he's okay or you know, it wasn't season-ending, ending even though it looked like that. So we'll see. And then uh, Britton Covey and Quez Watkins both dealing with hamstrings. I'm guessing they won't be back until Saturday at the earliest, and maybe not until the Tuesday practice against the Colts. We'll see about that one. Right. Um, all right. Why don't we take a break, but not before we hear about Wrong Crowd Beer Company. Yeah, wrongcrowdbeer.com. Order up online there.
2: Visit them in Westchester, PA, brewery restaurant food beer
1: all the good stuff uh they have the quarterback factory yes which we'll be trying jimmy i'm gonna get that from our good friend pete soon and uh we'll get it and we'll try it and we'll let you know how it is might be doing a live show there at some point too
2: i gotta work out those details um soon i guess if so um that'll probably be leading up to the start of the regular season but great beer good people wrong crowd beer dot come Brandon the right place to be back
1: after this
0: support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning as a parent you want your child to have every opportunity but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team now more than ever educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference That might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com.
1: Back here on BGN Radio, Bleeding Green Nation Radio. Jimmy, it is time for our daily Kristen Roach a Roach Realtor Training Camp Awards presented by Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors and RoachRealtors.com. You can go to the following phone number here. 856-906-9295. If you're looking to buy, sell, or rent a house or get a free appraisal, is it? Is that the right term? Or assessment, yeah.
2: So yeah, she can not appraisal, but um, hmm. sort of a market analysis, market analysis. Of, um, you know, houses, comparable homes that have sold, you know, in the neighborhood or whatever. And you gotta get, a, you can kind of get a good idea of what your house would sell for if you put it up on the market. So she'll do those.
1: Doesn't charge anything for that. Yeah. just to you know, you know. But you know, if you do sell your house, you know, of course, let's do it with her. And if you're looking for a realtor and she's not in your area, I'm sure she can help you find one as well. So give her a call. Texter, why not okay time for the awards day 12 to me who was your mvp reed blank and chip. two S- picks second day in a row big hit on nick chubb good enough for me i'm gonna go so we we both are doubling up from yesterday so i'm gonna go with Devonte. i'm gonna go to Devonte <laughs> smith okay. again but i mean i think it's deserved i mean i think these two guys i think you're looking for players out the most on offense it's been Devonte and defense it's reed these are the guys who've stood out the past two days against the browns um, they deserve these points. They're well earned, and yeah, I feel good about it. The Browns got to be like, who is this thirty-two? <laughs> <laughs> who is this guy? Yep. <laughs> Especially because you know? last year he was what, like forty-two or whatever, forty-six. No, I think he was thirty. He was forty-six actually. Oh, in, in oh training and, and, camp. And, and,
2: yeah, right. During, during. Yeah, during. Yeah, the so they, camp it's camp not
1: even like it, they yeah. recognize this guy's number from so last God, year. That's a good pull by you. I didn't real. I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, I'm the numbers guy. You know that the jersey numbers guy. <laughs> that's definitively my thing. Like you're the comp picks guy and many other things, but I'm definitely the jersey numbers guy. Okay. Who is your LVP and why is it Dennis Kelly? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's Dennis Kelly for, uh, you know, what I already talked about. Um, yeah.
1: Tough. Yeah. Tough for Dennis Kelly today. I think I have to double up because I don't know who else I would really even go with. I don't think anyone yeah, else. Yeah. So I even put that in my notes. I'm like, I, I said, I said,
2: though I have one negative note and there's not much to pull from here. I I can't, like, they just, they just, you know, I think one guy, uh, McLean, made this mm. uh, point during practice. Did you see Greedy Williams play at all today? No,
1: I was actually considering giving him a point here, an LVP point, because by virtue of he isn't even like repping, as far as I know, and he's not hurt. He's not listed on the injury report, but no, I did yeah. not. I think he, so that's this happened like with Josiah Scott, kind of, especially as he was struggling early in camp. Like they just stopped giving him reps. Yeah. And same thing with like, Ian Book recently, but even before the joint training camp practices, like his reps were going way down. It's kind of when you struggle to a point where you're so bad, you don't even get reps anymore. And this is against his old team, greedy Williams. So you'd think they'd throw him a bone that I'm playing against his old team, but not even that. No, no, no team drill reps just basically out there just to do individual stuff um, and be insurance in case there's injuries. Yeah, he's definitely, I mean, again, not surprising to us, but and not surprising, I think, to anyone who's listened to the podcast, as we've said he had a bad camp, but he is certainly – uh his days are numbered if you will at least in terms of being on the roster but i'll I'll stick with dennis kelly as well because i think he was really the only one who had a bad practice that stood out okay. you already said your play of the day is the so how am i scoring this year am i giving a third of a point to so i'd give one point typically or i split the point between a quarterback and a receiver there's one point to split up you want to give me a, a yeah a so third? give it to zach cunningham Reed, Reed Blankenship, mm-hmm. and Sidney Brown. Okay, he us get a third of a point for you. And it's isn't it funny that Cunningham broke up a pass to create a Reed pick for the second day in a row? Like that's so <laughs> it's a very specific <laughs> right. thing to happen. Um, should note Rook. He gets an assist. He should. He does. I mean, obviously, he should make the play himself. I think today's was a little bit. I think he really should have had the interception on Monday. Like that went through his hands more so you should be able to pick that where's yeah this was more of a like a yeah, he reached up he like tipped a pass it. Break. Yeah. yeah so this one was better in that regard um but yeah cunningham continues to show me something again i haven't seen anything really i think at a miles jack so i think definitely you know continue
2: i actually did see miles jack get there i don't know who the browns offensive lineman was but he basically walked him
1: back five yards yeah run. miles play. jacked up is what you're saying? He did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely lean Cunningham over Jack right now. My play of the day has to be Jalen Carter, pancaking <laughs> Joel Vittonio. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that was awesome. Uh, I tweeted that one out, and that to me, that was like 600 retweets. Like, that is people are, people love Jalen Carter updates. And I understand why. It's <laughs> a pretty exciting player. The yeah. idea of adding someone so talented to a team that just went to the Super Bowl is exciting and rare, not something that happens all the time. And I think he's really been coming on here. Really interested to see what it looks like throughout the course of a season and the consistency and whatnot, because that's that's really the name of the game with him, not the ceiling. Yep. More about the, you know, stacking these days and stacking these performances. So um, we're seeing positive signs in that regard. So I will give him my play of the day. Jimmy, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up here?
2: Yeah, I'm going to... Um... I'd done sort of a series during the slow period of the off season. My little bike ride reviews along the Jersey Shore. I'm going to Avalon and Stone Harbor tomorrow morning. Nice. So if uh, you're listening to this podcast, if it gets published in time, I guess, before <laughs> I, I drive down there super early in the morning tomorrow, hit me up with some breakfast or lunch
1: hmm.
2: uh, restaurant recommendations. Uh, a little, Just reply to me on Twitter, I guess. And uh, let me know. I like the lobster house down there.
1: I don't know if they're open for lunch. And that's like a big restaurant. I don't know Avalon and Stone Harbor that well. Um, I think that's a little bit more towards the bay, like off of the road, like Cape May. But still, it's a really good place um, worth at least looking at the menu, looking at their hours, the lobster house. If it's still there. I know it burnt down at one point. I think it's still there. They're actually, a part of the restaurant that's like on a boat, like part of the restaurant is most of the restaurant thing is just you know a restaurant building itself, but then there's a part that has like a connection to a boat and you can actually eat on the boat mm-hmm. too. I haven't done that, but it looks cool. Um, used to go down there, there used to be a pizza place, man, Stumpo's, it was called. I don't know if they're open anymore down towards Cape May, really like them a lot. Um, but good towns, certainly good towns you're going to. My final thought is that, um, Rest in peace to my great aunt, my grandmother's sister passed oh. away earlier this week. um she lived a long... that buddy thank you appreciate that it's um she lived a long, happy, wonderful life um you know it's not not to say you know death is like easy, but you know it was she lived a great life, so certainly um a lot of good years and and memories um rest in peace to her um also uh this weekend, a little scheduling note here coming up, spinning it forward here. Uh, I will not be at practice on Saturday and Sunday when the Eagles practice. Slacker. Clearly. Uh, I mean, you might regret what I'm, you're going to say because I'm kidding. I'm, uh, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm going to I my, know it's coming. Yeah, my friend's uh, <laughs> dad's celebration of life. So we'll be supporting my friend uh, in these times that are, you know, a lot to work through. Death is a, uh, as you know, Jimmy, um, your father passed away uh, a couple of years ago, right? Uh, it's, it's a tough thing. So, um, yeah, so just letting everyone know I will not be on the pod this weekend, but Jimmy will have you covered with some solo pods. I think you might do in his car or he's going to figure it yeah, out do on, on the car in my car on the way home. So he will give you coverage there. And obviously you can check out phillyvoice.com for his practice notes. I know I will be relying heavily on those to know what's going on. I always like being at practice. I don't like not being there, but obviously, you know, I have uh, very important, other important things to do that. I can't make it so. Um, just letting you know about that. Okay, this was BGN Radio three hundred and forty. We appreciate you listening, rocking with us. Date through, we've done twelve of these so far. We have what, like three more to go between the ones and
2: yeah, two more just Eagles only practices mm-hmm. uh, after this Browns game, and then one with the Colts. They're just doing and one then, practice against
1: the Colts, and then
2: it's weird because then, then there's the Colts game, which is what it's the twenty it's the twenty fourth next Thursday. So then. You got a week, you know, one more week in August, and the Eagles don't play their first game until the 10th. Mm-hmm. So there's a, almost kind of like uh, a two plus week downtime, yeah, between the the last you know preseason game and the Eagles' first regular season game. A um, little sneaky uh, down period of the of of the season. The Eagles will be doing some stuff, out.
1: but it, or practices, but they won't be open to the media like these yeah, have we, been. Yeah, so like there won't be reports on them or anything. Yeah. Um... Other than just warm ups and whatnot, you know, typical in season access. So, you
2: have know, cut downs, which I guess yes. will be what,
1: the 29th, it's like a, I think? Sounds like a Tuesday now. I think it's Tuesday the twenty ninth. So yeah, they'll go down from i unlike the past couple of years it's gone from like I hate when they I hate it when they had them on it was, it was a Saturday Used to have them on Saturday. But the past few garbage. What do you do in NFL? They changed it. <laughs> They've messed around the cut things a lot. They used to be like what? They used to go to ninety down to seventy-five down to fifty-three yeah. in in the past yeah, yeah. two or three years. It was like they went from ninety to eighty-five to eighty to then fifty-three. But this year it's just Ninety to fifty three. There's no waves of cuts. It's just full to fifty three. So that's a lot of players being cut at one time. There. It
2: never made sense to cut down to seventy five. Like, what are the? Agree.
1: Why? Yeah, especially because you need those guys for the last preseason game anyway, (laughs) because no one's playing. So you need those guys to get a chance to actually play. Yeah, it didn't really make sense. And also, yeah, cutting it from like. What's the point of cutting it down from ninety to eighty five? Like, what's what is that? What's the right. point of uh, that? I'm
2: sorry, you're just exposing those five guys as the worst <laughs> yes. on your roster. Yeah, it's very <laughs> unnecessary. So you guys were, you guys didn't even. It's like it's like the first guy that gets cut in like Survivor or like uh, Big Brother.
1: and also what are they saving like Like, are they the total loser how much money or whatever they (laughs) say like what are the savings on that because it's only like a week or two the person they just want get that like he stinks or something get this guy out of (laughs) here yeah so uh that's what's coming up and we appreciate you subscribing rating reviewing supporting our sponsors that is once again the, the big three if you will of righteous felon craft jerky go to righteous felon Com. Discount code BGN20 for 20% off your order. The same discount code works at WildRangerPet.com for 20% off dog treats. If you're looking to get some beer in your life, and if you're not 21, which you need to be 21 to drink, let me be clear, and also drink responsibly, all those good disclaimers in there, um, go to WrongCrowdBeer.com, and also check out the wrong crowd Beer, um, their in-person location in Westchester, where you can get some food in addition to the beer that you can get there. And also check out Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors and roachrealtors.com. If you're looking to buy, sell, or rent a house, you can contact this phone number. 856-906-9295. The Eagles have a preseason game against the Browns. We don't really need to preview that especially because we're ending the podcast right now, but you know what? No starters playing. We'll see some backups again, but we'll have the Jimmy same as same as week one same as week one. I'm (laughs) sure you can touch on any kind of meaningful takeaways that you had maybe from the preseason game on your Saturday podcast. If there's anything that really stood out, especially so, and that's the next time you'll be hearing from one of the two of us. I will be back with Jimmy full force on Tuesday for that Colts practice. But until then,